Insider, the show that gives you the scoop from the inside of our very own ICA Crystal Ray Academy. We're your hosts Ashley, Natalie, Jada, Jasmine, Sophia. Today we're going to get to know our show hosts and talk about Filipino Heritage Month. We will talk about the Mud Club. We'll also discuss the ins and outs of Filipino Heritage Month. October is Filipino History Month. The celebration of Filipino American History Month in October commemorates the first recorded presence of Filipinos in the continental United States, which occurred on October 18, 1587. In 2009, U.S. Congress recognized October as Filipino American History Month in the United States. Today we are with the Philam Club here at our very own ICA Cristo Rey Academy. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Jasmine. I'm this year's Philam president. And my name is Bea. I'm just a part of Philam. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few uh, questions for Jasmine and Bea. Bea. Um, so the first question is, what is the goal for your club? So um, essentially, Philam, we wanted to create a space um, where we wanted to enforce Bayanihan. And Bayanihan essentially is where everyone comes together and creates a family. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing right now. Our structure is we have different familias or different families with an older sister, which is an ate, and a younger sister, which is an ading. And we just want each other um, for the ates and addings to be there um, and kind of just be a support system for everyone. So we wanted to create a space um, that was safe. We wanted to create a space that enforces community within each other. So. Not just with each other. We could... You know, our community, it expands yes. to, like, not just our club, but, like, outside. Mm -hmm. Like, we created um, a couple of goals last week, and we wanted to create goals within our space in Philam. So we do it at Room 405. Um, and then we also wanted to create um, goals for ICA, so outside of that room, outside of just Philam Club. And then we also wanted to create goals for outside communities. So say, like, um, we had events before with Reardon. Um, we wanted to incorporate other events from UC Riverside or like Felix, Sacramento State. So other things oh, that our Phil Am can like go to as well. Yeah, I think it's really great that you guys are reaching out to different communities mm -hmm. um, in different parts of the Bay Area. I yeah. think it's really great to spread the message about your history and about your culture and the community that you have created here at ICA. Um, another question I have for you guys is, um, what part of the Phil Philippines are you guys from? Oh, um, we're actually from like the same area. Mm -hmm. We both wow. come from Manila. Yep. And our old schools, we're pretty close by to each other. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how we didn't <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And well, well, where is Manila in the Philippines? Um, Manila is towards like the upper part, so I would say like the more um, city area. Um, I studied in Maram College, which is near like a lot of other colleges, um, so I didn't really get to experience like a lot of the more provincial area. Um, but yeah, 
So you've been to your home country? Yeah, I actually uh, moved here four years ago when I was oh, 12. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're both 1.5th generation, which means we came here before our teenage years. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been here for four years. Bay, you've been here for I've been here for, I just turned six, wow. like six years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, what are a few differences that you see mm -hmm. um, from, you know, America and uh -huh. your home country, the Philippines? Oof. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, let's see, what's a good one? I guess, like... One of the things that shocked me, like coming here, um, me and my brother would always say like culture shock. I guess one of the funny things yeah. that we came to, the first time that we came, we came to In-N-Out um, <laughs> and there was this whole beverage machine. And in the Philippines, like you can't have that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that was like one of the funny things. I was like, oh, you just pour it out if you don't want it. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Um, for me, I would say, Transportation, because transportation mm. here, you know, at the bus, you pull a yeah. string to say, oh, um, I can get off now. But in the Philippines, we have, it's very different. I would say we have this thing called a jeep. You have to say, like, out loud, can you stop here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so you'd hear a lot of people screaming, um, excuse me, conductor, please, please get off. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't hear you, you miss your stop. Yeah. And, like, there's, um, I guess, the payment system. Like, mm -hmm. over here, you just, like, put your card in and like you're good to go uh -huh. yeah. um over there like you have to pass your money down um to the next person until it reaches the driver so yeah. wow. um another question i have for you guys is do you have a favorite childhood memory Ooh, childhood <laughs> memory um I guess one of them also kind of dips into like Filipino myths or like Filipino legends. Um, there's this thing called Mananangal and essentially um, it's a myth that this lady is like half, half of her body is like within a tree and then the rest of her body is like flying. Like, um, yeah. yeah. And then one day my brother and my cousin like went out and they came home like very late and they came home like crying and then my parents were like oh what happened and then they were like we saw Mananangal and my parents came out with like a toy sword and like salt and like garlic and they were like swinging at the tree so that's like <laughs> memorable for me <laughs> really memorable um since we're on the topic of ghost stories if we're gonna mm -hmm. talk about that we had this house in like the province the provincial area in the mm -hmm. mountains and then the next morning, or we all sleep in separate rooms. And then the next morning, my uncle goes, so who sat, who slept next to me last night and kept taking the mm. blanket? I literally screamed like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And everyone admitted no one was there. We all had our own rooms. So we wondered who that was. And then I realized that was my grandpa who passed away. That was his Ooh. house. So, <laughs> ooh, kind of scary. I don't know if I'd go back there. No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one last question I have for you guys is, what is your favorite dish from your home country? Ooh, Ooh me first? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'd say my favorite dish is this thing called champorado. I'm pretty sure Hispanic culture has that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'm Mexican uh -huh. and ours I have that same. too. I'd say ours country. is a little bit different, but they're mm -hmm. basically the same. Mm -hmm. Like rice, chocolate, yeah. water. Yeah, definitely a good like morning, foggy rain. Ooh. I just had that like two days ago. Ooh. Oh, champurado with tuyo. I've um, never like the that. dried fish it's kind of like salty mm -hmm. um, and you mix it with a champurado so it's like sweet and salty like mixed Ooh. together that's like really you good you know I always thought that was weird I've never tried <laughs> you've it you've never tried no. it oh my gosh man you better try it <laughs> 
Um, well, those are all the questions I have today. Uh, thank you so much mm -hmm. for coming and talking about your history and your heritage um, uh, with me and to all of our listeners here at ICA Christory Academy. Um, it was very great to hear about your stories that you have from yeah. your home country and all the different things that you celebrate and that you have shared. Mm -hmm. So it was um, a very interesting experience for me because, you know, it's kind of hard to mm -hmm. adjust in a, yeah. in a, a country yeah, that... Yeah, for sure. Like different. Different country. Yeah. yeah, so it was just really great and amazing to hear what you had to say. Yeah, about. thank you for having thank us you. today. Hey, you guys. So let's talk and write about horror films. So let's talk about... <laughs> let's talk about Child's Play. So, like, how did you guys feel about that? I love you liked it. It wasn't all that, though. I feel like from on a scale from 1 to 10, it was like a like a 6 and a half. What do y'all rate it? Six for, for me, like, I feel like it was nice, I guess. But, like... People was just acting dumb. It was in the like movie. it was like every like other like scary movie. Like basic. Yeah, like like it was original and it was like something that hadn't really been done before. So for the originality, I obviously have to give it a ten. But I mean, I don't know. It wasn't really that scary, so um, Yeah, but like how are they gonna let a doll I know a little three foot three foot doll. And I go up to your ankles. Right. Right. If, if I would have been in the movie, I would be right there, kicky chucky to the other side. I mean, like, like he'd be like, "You're not finna kill me when you're three foot." I'm just so scared foot. of him. But like, he'd be he standing over you in your sleep, right. and he'd be throwing a toast on your bathtub. I've never watched the movie huh? because I've been ter <laughs> terrified of Chucky since I was a little girl. Yeah. My mom's friend like had a doll, like a, like a real like a, the same size in the movie and stuff, and like she yeah. would show it to me to scare me, and I would like Ooh. bust out and crying and crying. And crying because I was terrified, and when I was little, like when they would say Chucky's name, I would have nightmares like yes. every single time. So, whenever they would try to talk about it, I would just cover my ears, or I would like be like, la 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 la, like because, oh. but I've never watched a movie, like only seen clips. Did though. you guys see like all the Chucky movies? No, I I've seen the old clips. Though. I saw the Bride of Chucky, the Seed of Chucky, and the first one. Yeah, like, I've seen it. the Bride one. What's the one when he has like a you know how he has a son? Is it a girl or That's boy? That's the Seed of that. But the second one, um, was the second one Bride of Chucky? I think I think it was the second one. I like Bride of Chucky. I I've like seen, like one. clips of it and it was it looks cute. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they're little two two little people killing. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. Like you like, like couple goals. Couple goals just out killing people like that sounds like couple goals. Mm. <laughs> that's not a couple and maybe not a couple goals we don't condone that's so that. toxic though how was that to he yeah. killed her because he we do not condone violence but like if you was a doll and your husband was alive like wouldn't you want him to be a doll with you no 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 so pretty much Chucky is a doll and then the spirit of a killer went into Chucky so that's why Chucky's all Chaotic and I thought it was psychopath. like he was a human at first, and then like his spirit moved into a doll. It was a, it was a, a psychopath. He was a killer, and after he died, he went into a doll because that was like representation of him. Oh, uh, I never knew that. Yeah. No. What do y'all think about Halloween? 
the movie that just came out. It's oh, I didn't long. watch I've it. I've only watched half of it. I heard it was really bad. Like, everybody said, like, it was... Shouldn't he be dead already? I mean, I watched half of the vi- original. Is he he should have been dead. Like, why is he still alive? If they didn't kill him this movie, they should just end it. In that I seen, I seen yeah. this post on Instagram where he was like, um, Michael Myers, what was it? It's Michael Myers, right? Yeah. Mikael Myers has been, like, chasing the same girl for, like, 30 years, so why can't, um... A boy chased me. me like him. Mikael. Mikael. What do you think about Scream? Very overrated. Never watched what? it. So I'll give it a zero. Scream? <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Well, I already know a little bit about it. But I think I I watched, what's it called? Scary Movie. They have a parody of that. Oh, yeah. Um, But Scream, I never watched it, but I kind of want to watch it. I already like a seven because like, I don't know. I wasn't really like intrigued like it was kind of boring to me but like some parts got me like scared but like i feel like i wouldn't watch it again but like yeah i don't really recommend it to somebody else it's kind of overrated yeah definitely too much but i mean it's like a like a i feel like um, it's like a classic yeah there you go like Mm -hmm. you just have to watch it or not have to but like it's like you just gotta know about like it. Like, if you're into, like, the scary movie franchise, then, like, that's, like, one yeah. of, like, the main movies. That's, like, the scary movie start basics. Off, like, yeah. you gotta start off watching You gotta start it from there and go to the, like, yeah. present-day movies. The thing about these horror movies, and I think why people like them, is because of how original and outside of the box they were from all the other movies. Um, just, like, what's it called? Scream and all of these movies. They're outside of the box, and they have different, like plot twists and things that make them interesting and I, I saw this like um psychology research thing where it was like people like to be scared and so that's why when you go to a haunted house people like really like to go to scary things and watch scary movies because fear has that adrenaline in it and it makes you happier so I think that's also why people like it if it has like especially with like like yeah like scream it had romance and it had comedy and it had horror which is things that everyone loves. But my personal favorite is, um, my personal favorite scary movie is the Insidious movies. Because they scare me so much. The Red Demon. The Red Demon thing. It's called the Lipstick Demon, I think. It's so scary. I know the name doesn't sound scary, but it's so scary. Like, I have nightmares about that, so. Now, you know what I think hits different the most? It's like the 2000s movie. Like, like scary movie. Mm-hmm. Like, scary movie one and two. Because those are like, like they're not old. Like I don't want to say they're old, but they're like yeah, like original. They're they're mm-hmm. funny, but they're they try to be scary. Like mm-hmm. if you like you can always watch that movie because it'll make you laugh. But at the same time, it's supposed to be like a Halloween classic. But I feel like those hit hit different than the movies from now because the movies from now they're like straight violence. Like yeah. M- they're yeah, like, they'll put, like, funny parts, but they're, like, really corny. They're like, either, like, cringy. Or I they're feel like, like if you're going to do, like, a scary movie, it has to be, like, scary mixed with something else. Scary movies have to be, like, a mix of, like, horror and, like, something else. Because if not, it's just, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't know. Like, if I have to, if I'm watching, like, a scary movie, it has to have, like, some type of comedy in it. Like, have you guys seen, like, those, um... Halloween Medea movies. Yeah, <laughs> like those are scary. They're not scary, but they're funny. 
what what makes something scary is the relatability to it like if you find like if you're at home alone like that's like one of the scariest things is when they're home alone and something happens to them because now everyone's home alone or um like when it says dude when the conjuring says like based on a true story nope i can't watch a movie it says based on a true story because then yeah. it actually happened and that means it could happen again even though it probably won't but it could so yeah that's how no but yeah i think that all in all what makes these movies popular is um their originality and approach to making a horror movie and how relatable they all are because they all have most of them have like teenagers or children in them so Have y'all heard about the myths La Llorona and El Cocoy? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'm about to tell you. Okay, so La La Llorona, it's basically, it's about a very vain woman and man who live in Mexico, and they get married. And, like, throughout time, the husband loses interest in his wife, and um, he devotes, like, all his attention. Everything's about his kids. Well, his two kids. And the wife, um, a.k.a. La Llorona, she becomes jealous and she decides to seek revenge to her now ex-husband by throwing her kids in the river. So, like, in Mexico, supposedly you can hear her, like, she could be in the cementerio, so cementeries, um, or, like, anywhere yeah basically. pretty much and like she'll be trying to find her kids but but in reality if you like like if you try to follow her or something she she'll, yeah she'll get you no but like doesn't she also um like take random children yeah she she also hers? yeah she so if you're like a kid or like like for example i have cousins in mexico they live in mexico city and they were by the cemetery where my uh, great grandpa is and my grandma is and it was like it was not too late but it was kind of late and um they were walking and they started hearing her and they recorded an audio well it was a video but you can't see anything and you can just like hear her and like she'll be like mis niño so like my kids my kids like pleading like if she like lost them but in reality like she's just trying to snatch other little kids really? and like trying to get you damn yeah. well el cucuy is um a story well it's like a monster basically that um like kidnaps children you know at night especially like he gets them by the feet and like he takes them away and like apparently i think he eats them too Mm -hmm. and then my mom told me a story about this like in mexico you know how like everyone is like the little towns and like yeah everybody knows like vecinos and everything Yeah, yeah yeah so she told me that this um that this woman was like well that this kid's son no someone's son um like she was telling them like que le dijo like she said some bad words to her mom and then the mom or like he was cussing at her and like something like that mm-hmm. and then like la, the mom said like oh um vas a ver like on en la noche te va a agarrar los pies el cucuy y te va a llevar oh yeah el cucuy te yes, va a llevar el yeah, cucuy like, te va a llevar and then like, which means comportance like, yeah yeah like, behave or like, the cucuy is gonna come get yeah, you yeah gonna get you by the feet and so basically and then apparently like that night the kid like couldn't sleep or like se dormió and then in the morning 
like he woke up with like and his feet were like swollen like they were red dude no and like they were like scratches and then the kid was like i don't know if Lukuku is real or if my mom just playing with me so i can like learn my lesson yeah yeah dude but he's yeah. like the boogeyman yeah he's like the boogeyman yeah but like yeah. mexican, uh, mexican <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 no yeah. yeah those type of like things when my parents like when i was younger they would be like they would be like oh like comportance or like um, like at this time I'm also scared because you know like when you turn off the lights and everything you like <laughs> yeah yeah like when you let's say you got like stairs downstairs and like you're almost like go turn off the lights or go give me like some coffee or tea or algo you like run upstairs but yeah Okay, so this, um, I don't know where it takes place, like what location, I mean, I know it's a house, but um, it's a family friend, they're, yeah, they're family friends, and there's, um, well, the mom, the dad, um, and three kids, a little girl, and two older sisters, um, and you can just imagine the house, like there's like small stairs to get in. And inside the house, there's these big stairs, like huge, to go upstairs. And then downstairs is the living room and everything. And then upstairs is all the rooms. And outside is the backyard. And mind you, in the backyard, there's a shed. Like, and it's shut. It's like a really old shed. The house was really, really, really old. So, are they, not able to, are they not able to open the shed? You have to, like, crack it open. Oh. And they did, but, like, they just keep it shut. Mm. Um, and pretty much... Um, they moved there like a while ago, but before it was given to them, um, they were told that somebody had died in there. And so oh, they were like trying to figure out what it was. And then um, they found like the old, old, like not the old, old or owners, but um, the old, like, how do you call it? The landlords. Yeah. And um, they ended up saying that when the house was first built, like back then, that there was a little girl. And that there was a party and um, or a little get together, and that in the parents' room, that there's a window like leading. It's like the window's literally like on the lower part of the wall. Like I don't know how, but it's just like let like let's say like it's like where you can see your feet. Yeah, kind of a little bit higher, but it's like yeah, right there. And that this little girl was playing hide-and-go-seek. And she had hid. The bed is, like, right there near the window. And it was wide open. And she had hid right there standing. And she didn't realize, like, that it was wide open. And she had fell out. Mind you, that's on the second floor. And she fell out into the backyard. And she, she had died. She so after that, um, they were told that the house was haunted. So... Um, like, they didn't believe it, and, um, they, like, you know, mind you, they're Catholic, so they, they were like, oh, no, it's not, it's, like, they believed in the power of God, and that nothing would happen, and then they started, um, experiencing paranormal activity, so one day, um, they had all left, and, like, around this time, their grandma was over, and they had all left, um, somewhere, and mind you, everything was locked. The windows were all closed. The back door, the front door, the garage, everything. Everything was shut. The doors, all the... The most important thing that all the doors were shut. 
They came back after a couple hours because one of the neighbors said that they were hearing weird noises. They came back, they entered the house, and the minute that they entered the house, all of their clothes were all over the entire house. Like, out of the drawers, the drawers were all, like, there was this one drawer, um, the girls shared a room, and um, there were bunk beds. And mm-hmm. then this drawer, it was like three three um, little slots, and they were all open, and all the clothes were out. But the door was closed, the, the windows were closed, and they have an alarm system. And everything, like, it, nothing, nothing rang, like, it didn't seem like anybody broke in. The only thing that was, like, wrong was that the clothes were everywhere. And they went upstairs, and they, they checked to make sure nobody was there. No, no, like, there's no sign of, like, any, like, forced entry. So, like, they didn't, they didn't know what caused it. And, um. Yeah, that was one of the things that happened. And then another thing was that the little daughter, she's like four. Well, she was four at the time. She can't go up the stairs by herself. Because if she goes up the stairs by herself, the little girl pulls her so she doesn't go to the room. So it can the stop. The little girl's in the... Li- the little girl oh who died. Oh, my God. So every single... And then um, I, I go to that house, and I didn't believe it, and I was really scared. And they were like, watch, like, we're, we're going to try it. And the, the, this little girl's not scared at all. Like, she's she's used to it. So she's, like, going up the stairs, and they're like, you just... Like, you can even see the little girl's shadow. And we're like, no, like, we don't believe you. The little girl goes up the stairs, and you just see, like, this little black figure, like, pass by. And then the little girl, like... Boom. Like, she, like, fell back, and then the dad was there, like, to make sure she wouldn't fall down the stairs. And she, like, fell back. And we all started screaming. We're like, oh, like, what the heck? And none of us wanted to go upstairs. None of us. Like, they, they didn't either. pull nobody. They didn't pull the other two, the two older sisters, the mom or the dad, nobody. They just pulled the little girl. Only, only her. Because she's a little girl. Yeah, so... um. Every single time that happens, so for her to go upstairs, somebody has to be with her. Because if, like, her sister, her older sisters are with her or her parents, the little girl doesn't do anything to her. Um, oh, the girl's attached to the little girl then. That's what they were saying, that she's trying to protect her. Oh, But at the same time, they're not sure because a lot of, like, it, like it's in a way it seems like a good spirit and a bad spirit because it does things to, to them like to the entire family As a but way. like like haunts them but like and the little girl she like doesn't let her go upstairs by herself and then another thing that happened was um they were um it was nighttime already they were getting ready to go to bed and they had this little um Winnie the Pooh toy that that talks and it's like oh i'm like you know the how the like the dolls like oh i'm winnie the pooh like blah 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 and you're supposed to like in the back like the old ones it was a button like you can either have it on or turn it off um pretty much um they're getting ready to go to bed and they turned off everything that's what they were used to turning off all the toys taking the the batteries out of the remotes pretty much they take out everything because um things talk at night 
the dolls the dolls move and everything oh, I'm, I'm throwing all the dolls out <laughs> <clears throat> so pretty much they they were getting ready to go to bed and they made sure this one Winnie the Pooh doll was the the little mechanic thing was off they they turned it off they made sure like nothing was nothing was able to turn it on and they set it they set it um, alongside the bed in the middle of the night they wake up and they hear the doll, the the Winnie the Pooh doll going, I'm Winnie the Pooh, and it's repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. And they wake up and they turn on the lights, and then the doll stops. They look at it and they they look at the back, and it's off. And they they were like, it, it's off, like. And then they they started panicking. This time they took out the batteries, made sure like it was not able to turn on whatsoever. And they turn off the lights, they go back to sleep and everything. Next thing you know, it starts going off again, faster and faster and faster. They wake up and they grab it and it's it's off. It's no batteries. Stab it, stab it. It's, it's, the button's like on, off. And they don't know what happened, like, till that day. Oh, and um, pretty much things things still happen till this day. It's still, it's still haunted by this little girl. And um, you can see her shadow like, in the house. Pretty much, yeah. So, watch out for your dolls. Okay, so I used to the apartment in Gary, and then the number, what was that place? Seven, 760 on fourth floor, and then the apartment number was 450. And then, so there was these three, these three kids. One of them hated the two kids. The two kids were, like, related. And then these kids were always um, running around the uh, stairs. But you can hear them at four in the morning. Like, if you live there. So, those three kids, like, a long time ago, um, the two kids that the other kid is in, like, we were running around all the way to the sixth floor, and then the kid was like, okay, I'm going to, like, you know, do something to them to stop bothering me. So he pushed the kids off the stairs, and they fell on the fourth floor, which is the, like, you know, the lobby and everything. And ever since that, those, like, those kids, you can hear them at four in the morning. They never, like, they never went in nobody's apartment or nothing, just, like, in the stairs and everything. Like, you can literally hear them. Like, you can, like, you can literally hear them, yeah. But well, they, died, they died, so. But you can literally hear them oh, walking around. Tell. Yeah, so you can hear them running around the stairs at 4 in the morning. And you can feel them pass by, like, if you're up at 4 in the morning. So they came in. I don't, they're not supposed to be in your apartment or anything. Like, they never be in nobody's place or anything. They got into my apartment. Some way, somehow, they got into my apartment. Your apartment? Yeah, and then they stayed in my uncle's, in my uncle's um, closet. And you can hear me. Mind you, I used to sleep in the closet, like a different closet. So his closet is like right next, connected to my, the closet where I used to sleep at. It's like the same wall. You can hear. And I and I saw one of them. I was just like, oh lord. <laughs> oh, okay, good thing I don't have a closet in my room. Okay. It's my parents' room. <laughs> You're going to be like, ugh. So that's what happened. And then I would always walk with my back on the on the, on the wall. Because they say that when you find a spirit and you see it, and they're going to they're gonna either trick you or like do something behind your back. So that's why you have to walk on the wall. Walk? Like walk like, walk, like with your back on the wall. And that's literally what I did. And if I didn't, I would run so fast. And I would never get up at 6 in the morning. I mean, like in the noche, like in the evening. In the middle of the night, I mean.
But yeah, it does uh, like three kids. The other kid didn't come in. It was just those two. The other kids stayed up in the sixth floor, where the manager would hear their footsteps. At. Yeah, you can literally <laughs> nope. hear for this. Oh, <laughs> you can literally hear the footsteps though. They're like, <laughs> oh, you know, little kids. Yeah, that's what. That's what. It was. Okay, I have many, many stories from when I used to live on a Native American reservation. It was in rural South Dakota, and I lived on the campus of a former boarding school. If you don't know a lot about um, Native American boarding schools, well, one, we should catch you up on that history, but also two, it's a very tragic um, place, and there's a lot of trauma that comes from it. So it's not really surprising that a lot of very kind of spooky and sad things happened on that boarding, on that you know, um, location. I also lived about, you know, literally like a stone's throw away from a cemetery. Like I could probably throw a stone to the cemetery. Um, it was very, very close, but it was like up on a hill and there's lots of like kind of trees surrounding it. So kind of spooky, definitely spooky actually. Um, so that's kind of the setting for all of these stories here. So on my first night, my very first night there, right, people kept telling me sort of about like how this is like we were walking around at night and everyone was like, well, it's kind of, you know, there's definitely like some ghosts here, like they're definitely present, like we have lots of stories. Um, one girl was telling me that like, oh yeah, in the basement of the house that she was living in, she knew that there was like a woman who just like sat on the couch um, and just sat there. She said, oh, she doesn't like do anything, she just sits there. So like just they're telling me all these stories about different things that go on. Um, they can see on cameras that like lights flash in the uh, school at night. And essentially, if you want to do any grading at night, you should just like go home and like do it at, in your, like in your house and not in the actual school. Um, but we're walking, we're walking. And, um, there was like this, um, one of these guys who was with us and he had said he was going to bed. Um, so he like went back to his place and we were walking kind of right by it, but I didn't really know the location of it very well because I, it was my first night there. So I didn't really know it super well. So we're walking right by it and I look up and I go, oh, look, um, I think his name is Michael. I don't really remember. It was like, oh, look, Michael is like waving from that window up there. And someone's like, that's not where his apartment is. And I was like, Really? Because there's definitely someone waving up there. <laughs> and then um, they all looked up and everyone was like, oh, yeah, that seems creepy. We're going to leave. And it definitely like there was someone just looking down from like a top window and just like waving. Very, very creepy. So that was my very first encounter. Um, another encounter I had, and this one was the one that I think is the creepiest, is that I was sleeping and I was right across the hall from a friend, um, who used to wake up at like three or four in the morning. Cause I don't know, she's just very much a morning person. So she used to wake up really, really early. Um, but I was sleeping there, did not wake up early, <laughs> but I was sleeping and I just felt this like dark, like heavy presence um, right, like right on top of me. And I was like, I was like, okay, I just, I think what I have to do is just not look at this dark, heavy presence. So I like pulled the covers up and I'm just like laying underneath the covers, covering my whole entire head. And I'm just waiting 
waiting for this dark, heavy presence to go away. And then I finally fall back asleep. And I was like woken up too, like in the middle of the night. Like it was definitely probably 3 a.m. I didn't look anywhere else. It was like, I can't look. So I didn't look at like my phone to see the time, but I think it was probably around 3 a.m., which by the way, too, if you don't know, a lot of people say 3 a.m. because it's like 12 hours from 3 p.m., which is when Jesus died. Um, 3 a.m. is like the devil's hour. Okay. So if, if you're not up to date about why 3 a.m. is a really creepy time. So then my friend who's just getting up because she's crazy across the hall, right? Also feels this dark, heavy presence, but she's like, oh, like I'm waking up. So she looks right at it. And the minute she looks right at it, she gets completely sleep paralysis. And then there's lights flashing in the background. And then her bed is moving. Like it's like, it's like shaking. Her bed is shaking. And she said she was like that for like a solid hour. And she was trying to call my name. And like, she couldn't because she was like paralyzed in her bed. And she was like that for a really long time until she could finally get up. And I was like, why did you look at the Why did you look at it? <laughs> you were supposed to protect yourself. Why did you look at it? But then she had issues the whole rest of the time, like, that we were living there. And she essentially had to come get a priest to, like, because there's priests there who, like, do exorcisms. Like, that's their whole job, right? Um, Not their whole job, but a big part of the job. And so she had to literally get a priest to come and do like an exorcism on her room or whatever. Cause she was like, she just kept having these weird things happen to her room. She finally had to get someone to come in and like spray holy water and prayer, pray some prayers and stuff like that. So very, very creepy stuff happening. I also heard lots of other stories, but those are the two that happened to me. Um, but if you ever want to hear any of the other very creepy stories, um, hit me up because there's a lot of them. They're just not really mine. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in into our next podcast.